and welcome back for another episode of the Blackwatch Report. I'm your host, Thorn Rain. With me, as always, game developer, Kyle Wynn. How are you doing this evening, sir? I caught your stream Pretty or the, the YouTube uh, event that you... Uh, oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah, I saw playing. you in chat. It was fun. Yeah, yeah I did... Um, I was quite involved with that, which was fun. I did a lot of the, the editing of the individual segments and the... I got to do some sound effects for the little transition bits when it would like nice. show the title up there, the little glitchy sound effect. I got to do that and help put together the whole schedule. And I also got like all my stuff in there too, like my game that I just released and like I got interviewed on it too. So it was fun. It was super fun. A lot of extra work, but now I'm done with it and I can do other stuff again, <laughs> but it was cool. So it's been, dude, it's been a busy two weeks for me. Um, wife went back to work and has been doing that so that's been hectic i have been doing a bunch of job stuff i got a big big interview coming up thursday so i gotta prepare for that nice um, that'll be that'll be a fun one um as well i'm like just i've been oh dude i've been playing so much spell break you have no idea i haven't done i am yet. is it good I am so good at that game. You have no idea. I win. I've Dude, I will I'll win like 1v3s in that game. Really? It's so fun. I I've won like 14 games thus far and I've played like 100. I've played 100 games. It tracks like how many you played. And my like okay. KD is like 2.5 on the the Stone Shaper and like it's such a fun game cuz it's mostly abilities and the guy I play or the the class I play is like your main ability is like a ground slam, and then you've got this like literally an accretion. It's what it's called. It's literally like <laughs> Sigma's E, and you can like lob a rock and you hit directs on it and do huge damage. And like, dude, it's just oh, it's so fun. And you can like combine elements, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you can pick up a if you're like a rock guy, you can pick up a like a fire gauntlet or something. I've looked yep. into it a little bit. And then I play a lot of rock them. and fire and rock and lightning. Those yeah. are so good combos. And like, I'll do, I have like my own late game meta. Like I always go for like a good fly, like a, a purple or gold flying ability. And you can just fly up. It's like the circle gets tiny, but it's still like a, a cylinder. So you can fly up and up and up and then like kind of hover down and then do abilities down onto the ground below you. So if other people aren't flying, you can just, hit them and shell them with fire or lightning or whatever and i have won so many games by myself like my team is dead it's like me versus like six alive and i literally just play to sustain play for time and i've won so many of those so dude, it's such a fun game i've been playing with uh my my friends from school i've been playing with Deathblow, yankee jay lee and i play and blevins a little bit like so it it almost sounds like realm royale a little bit yes it's everything that realm royale wasn't it was, it was like prime time realm royale yeah 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 yeah. Oh. you need to get in on it we'll get I'm, you in on some games i might you be downloading that after do it after the show tonight because yeah i've been looking for something and like literally before they destroyed realm that was probably mm -hmm. my absolute favorite battle royale and this kind of sounds like that so yeah I'm, you would love it i think because it, it's not like it's mostly ability based and like projectile based. It's not quite as um, it's not like hit scan based. So it's like there's no hit scan abilities, but it's all you're not getting sniped from nowhere. 
Yeah, I mean, they have the ice that's kind of snipey, but it's still not quite a hit scan. Mm. Um, but like, it's it's really, I don't know, it's like ability based. You have like different types of weapons, so you have like a the fire's almost like a rocket launcher, and the lightning's almost like a laser gun, and so like you can kind of find what works best for you, and it's an entirely different playstyle depending on what like class you play, and so like it's not like in I don't know, Call of Duty, where like, okay, well, I, or like Valorant, where I'm like, okay, well, I'm not great at aiming, so I'm not really doing much for my team here. Like, you can't, it's not like, you know, it's more like Overwatch, where you're like, okay, well, if I want to play just like intelligence based classes and heal my team or support my team with a tank and just take space, you can do that. It's so good. Oh, I love nice. that, game, dude. Yeah. So yeah, definitely hop on. Definitely going to check it out. Starting tomorrow, I'm down to play. Yeah, because uh, literally for the last week, uh, I, I've i played a mobile game. Like, that's basically mm. all I've played while I'm sitting watching TV. <laughs> what, watching a zombie TV show, I'm playing a zombie game on my phone. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, playing Last Day on Earth. Like, it's just a cheesy, like, you, you build up a, a shelter and you have to go out and farm materials and... Like every oh, okay. twenty four hours, a zombie herd crashes into your base. Like it's it's kind of cool. It's just literally something to kill the time. Like, yeah, yeah, nothing. As else. most mobile games are, um, it's just like a yeah. Yeah, between uh, work and family stuff, like just had no motivation to play video games. I was telling Kyle in the pre-show, this is my first time touching. Today is my first time touching my PC since like last Saturday. So it's been just kind of uh, de-stressing away from the uh, the the dungeon that my uh, my studio setup is in. So uh, just hanging out upstairs with the family and stuff. But uh, now we're getting back into it. We've got contenders. Uh, September tournament should be getting the uh, announcement tonight sometime about the schedule if it comes okay. through while we're recording. Uh, we'll, we'll drop it. Yeah. Pretty nice. Actually, we might be a week too early. Might. I don't know. Like, we, it's so hard to tell because they don't do it on like consistent weeks. I don't think for contenders like September was. Well, uh, August was on. It was like the third. The twenty eighth was end of the week. End of the yeah. July also the twentieth ish. Yeah, so it's probably gonna be next week. If anything, because we still have uh, probably the 21st through the 25th week is probably when we're going to see contenders. So we'll probably have this another off week and then start it up again. But we do have a little bit of news. There wasn't a whole lot of news going on, but uh, to start us off, as always, if you want to sponsor our news, head over to patreon.com slash blackwatch report. Become a patron. You can sponsor our news section at the $2 level. We do appreciate that. This week's uh, sponsor is none other than Thugly. Thank you so much, sir. Kyle, take us away on this little bit of scene news that we got here. Yeah, and I don't remember like what the other drama was, um, but there was some drama with... I think it was Wannabe or something like that. Post some about... No, I forget who it was. Some uh, some player had some issues. Oh, Chow. Yeah, Chow wannabe. I mean, you guys literally trailed my spot without even telling me and scrimmed in another Discord, so I wouldn't know. Uh, basically calling out the staff of Malibu. And recently, 
seven days ago, Malibu staff have mutually agreed to disband the team and organization. The competitive roster of Malibu branding will no longer have uh, continued competing in North American contenders, and all management and content members have been chosen to amicably part ways. The four-month venture was an immense learning experience for all past and present members of the team, and we understand that it is our best interest to suspend any and all remaining projects regarding the brand. We'd like to thank all staff and players for their hard work and dedication in this journey. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Basically, they're pulling out of contenders. Um, it's not known whether or not it's in relation to the wannabe guy who was calling them out, but it just, it sucks to see, but also, like, I've heard not good things about this team, and they're doing sketchy shit. Like, it's just, I don't know, dude. Yep. No. Yep. And then we've got Triumph who's been around for a while, started off as an Overwatch, uh, like, just group of buddies, turned into an org, got, like, big money sponsors. If I'm not mistaken, it's, like, Kevin Garnett is a, like... Yeah. A funding member. A funding, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're pulling out of Overwatch. Uh, they had a little bit more to say. I'm going to read their statement here. Um, it's with a heavy heart that we announced the exit from our Overwatch contenders. Triumph will not field an Overwatch team for the remainder of 2020. First team was founded last year with the desire to develop the next generation of professionals. Uh, our journey in the Overwatch community has been remarkable, and we are thankful uh, to this day for our time competing in the game. However, the path to pro uh, for Overwatch program ends today. We are hopeful that the scene will improve in the future in the future and look forward to returning when the time is right. And then Rusto had uh, made a video kind of going over what it was. And when we get down into the main discussion, it's a lot of those same things. Just uh, basically how the, uh, the current path to pro doesn't facilitate well for orgs to be in, uh, the path to pro right now it's just not financially stable and there's no good direction for players so uh another one i mean we're just seeing teams and organizations left and right pulling out and it's kind of sad at this point yeah i'm kind of wondering what else is going to be changing um but we'll talk about something kind of the main discussion in response to this and and kind of like a take on things so we'll look at it then uh but moving into roster moves uh sam s9mm has been removed from kirsuna and his lft uh on or around their 18th birthday which is kind of sad um i don't know i mean the player we've heard a little bit about here and there but like i i don't know we'll see <laughs> yeah i don't know what happens but it's, I mean, they, they had showed some promise. They've been on a couple of notable teams, but like, I don't know, man. It's so unknown. It's like, this is a new player that I I haven't even really seen them play much and don't know whether they're good teammates or not. So we'll see. That's all I could say. Yeah, it was definitely kind of a weird announcement. Just, hey, I was told to leave. Uh, but then our next bit, uh, going over to EU, we saw that Lulsish was, you know, finally... Uh, what was it? He was let go from his contract with the justice. Yeah, with the justice, and and also in parts with the because they like 
Uh, it's whatever the shenanigans are. If you want to hear some rants, I assume Deathblow has been ranting his yeah. head off on this whole Washington Justice thing. <laughs> and, like, I share his sentiment with that. Just obviously with not seem a level of passion. I share his sentiment. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of scummy that this team was able to take advantage of a rule that was meant for teams who wanted to go to... Um, it was very set up for an emergency. Shanghai and all that. Yeah. And there was no emergency in Washington other than their win record sucky um <laughs> yeah so we see Lulshish let go from washington well released from his contract um and then he's gonna end up on young and beautiful next to half a cool who had announced that he was coming back and finally found out what team he was going to be going to uh halfy i believe is coming in as a coach is he? No, he's coming in as the the other yeah, he's part of the tank. tank line. Yeah, that's a sick so tank line. That's dude. a solid tank line for young and beautiful. You got Lulsich and half a cool. Just uh, might have to check out some EU matches here because yeah, it's maybe in the nice. drought we should probably be covering this a little bit more. I guess yeah. I don't know, but that's a banger. Who else is on this roster? Let's find out. I want to say Jonah Yquids, uh, Lulsich, Haffy, Scrippa, Trispear, Dala, and Lukst. So, interesting. Solid roster there. Yeah. Uh, next bit of news is that Erky has joined Shoes Money crew. I think Erky was... Uh... Angry Titans. Yeah, was he the hog main or was he the Junkrat main? I thought he was a hog main too. They got his announcement as with the, the Junkrat picture. I swear... Hold on. Let me look at notable heroes. Not fair. Brig Hanzo. I swear he was the hog player at one point for him. Maybe he was in like triple tank or whatever. Um, but still, yeah. Former uh, Angry Titans when they were good player, which is mm-hmm. something notable. Like obviously if you pull an Angry Titans player now. It's like, okay, big whoop. But like this was good Angry Titans, like top two EU Angry Titans. Um Good to see him join Shoes Money Crew. Uh, I don't know how SMC is doing lately. I think they've been like up and down, kind of doing okay. But, but yeah, good to see him move over there, and uh, we'll hopefully see what happens with that in the future. Yep. And then uh, coach announcement, Get Amazed, Got Ducked, joined the Drifters. Uh, he's coming in as the player development coach. Um Let's see where was he last at? I forget where. What? I feel like he was on a Boston team at one point. Uh, da, 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 da. he was on Third, Third Impact. Impact for a while uh, as a coach. Grunto Esports as the coach. Um, he had retired for a little while and then rejoined. Or oh, he was on Eagle the Gaming, the best team that has ever graced the world. So that means, oh man, that's gonna that's gonna have to possibly affect my uh, my predictions later on. Now that I know that he's former former Eagle Gaming, yeah, uh, yeah, oh, man, that's rough. Uh, if if drifters can play goats, they win. That's yeah. basically it. Figure out a way to hack the game and play goats, and we're solid. Yep. Uh, Just pay but- off the officials, get the three three back, unlock that hero limit, and you're chilling. Like how? Why? Why is this Genji? throwing a whiplash like why why is he healing when he swings <laughs> um but 
yeah, just a, a little bit of news this week. A couple teams getting some some upgrades. Not too bad. Some bad news with teams leaving, but uh, Tier 2 chugs on. So let's roll right down into the quick play here. We're just going to go over the uh, results of Contenders Trials NA real fast. Uh, Kyle, you want to grab Group A? I'll grab Group B. Yep. So kind of... Um... This is the way that I hoped it would go. Not quite with the same numbers, but like I had hoped for this storyline of seeing contenders uh, trials be won, at least group A, by tier two drama alert nation, which we'll talk about in a second here, as well as team doge, which are the two teams that I think we both want to do well. Yep. And then the team that we don't want to do well, just because otherwise the world would fall on its head uprising academy they're doing better they got three yeah. two which is pretty good they were close uh, uprising academy yeah plus three map differential fell just short interestingly enough they needed to win one more match and they would have got it um kratos last open revival below them boy howdy is revival having a rough go of things oh and five they won two maps out of 17 played that's brutal like yep it's really rough. Uh, yeah. And we see a little bit of the same trend going on over in Group B, which kind of led to you know, part of our news earlier. Yeah. Uh, Noble and Slept On taking those top two spots. Um, fair. I like I I assumed Slept On, and I was bouncing between uh, Noble and Malibu making it out of Group B. Uh, and then, you know, Noble doesn't make it out. They pull out. And then Triumph doesn't make it out. They pull out. So uh, you've got Infamous with the 3-2 scoreline. Uh, Malibu 2-3. Lunaris 2-3. And then Triumph. Man, going the way of Revival. Two teams that used to be top of contenders. Like, you know, always in the you know 2-3 spot sometimes. Like, just sitting down in the 0-5. Just not doing anything. Going back down into Trials. They always are able to, like get back to trials, but they they haven't been able to get out of trials kind of since we've went to this newer format. They're just kind of stuck yeah. floating in that area. And, and like at a certain point, like if your team is constantly in the, the trudges of contenders trials, like, yeah, I'd back out too, dude. Like yeah. it's not working. Just let it go at that point. Like something's not happening. And to be fair, not sure what, but it's just not happening. Triumph's got a pretty solid CSGO and Call of Duty team right now, so yeah, you know, like you focus into that. Yeah, come back yeah, when exactly. the a like little if, bit more stable. If you're offloading teams to offloading players to Team Liquid to fill Nitro's spot, like it's probably a bit better that you lean more towards CS. And if yeah. your uh, CS ch- or not CS, your if your COD Challengers team like one Challengers or something like. You put your money there too. Meanwhile, your Overwatch team is failing to get out of trials and is bottom of trials, just barely above open division. Like, yeah, yeah, you 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 swap that, that out. You, you, yeah, exactly. So makes sense to me. Uh, and then, real quick, I wanted to kind of go down and remind everyone who the heck is on this tier two drama alert nation team. Uh, we've got Hydron, Speedly, and Wub, which is a pretty sick DPS line. Yep. Uh, Shapeshifter and Cucumber on the tanks. Never heard of either of these two people. Don't know then, 
on the support line, you've got OG and Ultraviolet. So, like, this is a two-thirds stacked team, and Shapeshifter and Cucumber could be good. We just don't know. So, that remains to be seen, and we will hopefully see that uh, next week. And we will come back to you all with the results of what happens on that. And I'm hoping we can take a look at this team and find out if they're as good as we think they are. Definitely. Um... Do you want to go out of order here and go to Preds, then finish with the main discussion, just because it leads better, I think? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. So, now we've got the preview for NA Contenders for September. Uh, we've got confirmed Team Odyssey, <clears throat> Drifters, Square One, Karasuno, uh, and then from Trials, we've got Tier 2 Drama Alert Nation, as we mentioned, Team Doge, Noble, and Slepton. Um, Odyssey winning last season or uh, last month, uh, Drifters getting second, and I think Square One third, Kerosino fourth, I believe yep. is how it went. Uh, and I believe it's going to go the same way of letting the top team pick the team that they want to face off against, and then Drifters pick, then Square One picks, and Kerosino picks. Um, so maybe next week we'll kind of do our presumed bracket with our given results. But our results are as follows. I've predicted Drifters to take this just based off of where I think the meta is going to go. And if they are indeed playing on the patch that just went live, which I think they will be, um, it's very dive heavy. I've played a decent amount with everyone so far with like uh, I-, I play and Deathblow and that, that kind of group. And um, the hog thing is kind of gone, which is great. I can play yeah, D.Va again. Him. Um, Winston is back in. You can still play Rhinzaria. Um, dive DPS is good. There's a lot of different options, and I think that might benefit Drifters a bit more. I think Odyssey was able to kind of get away with um, doing what they had previously been doing, and I think that may affect them a little bit. And I'm kind of high on Tier 2 Drama Alert, but apparently not as high as you are, so <laughs> why don't you give me your top three here? I'm... I'm placing. I'm gonna I'm, I'm start on the bottom here. Okay. I think I think Drifters is solid. We're gonna see them maintain in the top, so I'm gonna put them in third. Um, they've just had some issues with Odyssey. They're kind of going back and forth a little bit. Uh, I'm putting Odyssey at two, and then I'm putting Tier Two Drama Alert at one. Tier Two Drama Alert in the three tournaments that they've played um, have come in first place have beat Odyssey um in a decent showing. It was it was it was really nice. Uh the only flaw that I see with tier two drama alert is uh that one loss that they had in uh group A. It didn't come to Doge. It came to Kratos. Oof. That's the only loss that uh tier two drama alert had. Um but they were able to beat Especially Doge. Especially after re-owing everyone else, which yeah. is wild. So it's it's one of those where I'm calling it more of a fluke match where somebody could have had bad latency that day, you know, mm-hmm. something along those lines. Everything else indicates that this team that we know, the DPS line is solid. We know that the support line is a phenomenal set of support players. The big question is the uh, the tank line, and it's looking like they might be just good enough to handle in contenders because this is a new team. This is this is a team that 
this is the first time that they fought their way out of open division. So they were Korea. I think they literally are on a Royal Road attempt, I believe, right? Because yeah. I think they were formed uh, a month ago, and then they went through one contenders or one uh, open division. Excuse me. Yep. They almost uh, undefeated one in trials, and now they're on path to have a Royal Road, as it was called in the Korean contenders world. Yep. And or then, Apex, I think. Uh, they won the Mayhem Summer Classic 4-2 mm -hmm. over Odyssey. Yep. Uh, Open Division Season 4, they 4-1 Dark Mode NA. And then took first place in their bracket for the qualifier, or in their group for qualifiers and trials. So I'm... If not, I'm not in first them. place. Yeah. I'm yeah. riding high on them. Like, That's fair, dude. That's a, I mean, like like I said, three two-thirds of this team are like No quantities. Yeah, and like we know what they, the the big factor is the tank line, which I don't know enough about, but I know that they've used this tank line to beat Odyssey, who was last month's uh, champions. So, yeah, if they're going to be here, I can almost guarantee you that tier two drum alert is going to be the last team picked, which means they're going against Karasuno. I don't see them having any issue getting past Karasuno. I'm looking at an Odyssey Tier 2 Drama Alert Finals, setting it up, and Tier 2 Drama Alert just doing the same thing that they did last time, and maybe going 3-1. Yep. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a risky prediction. I, I think that's a, it's a heart versus mind thing. Like, my heart wants this team to do it, uh, but, my, but my mind says... Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> Drifters are a bit more experienced. Odyssey has been at the top for quite a while. Like, yes, they did lose, but I think I think the meta will change. I'm wondering if we're at the point with Dan where I can just like real quick hit him with the Discord DM, like, yo, which uh, which patches is gonna be played yeah. on? <laughs> just hit him with the random one-off questions. Like, yo, Dan, have, you know, have like a internal the, line into Blizzard. Yeah, slide me the details on what's coming up for this month. <laughs> also, schedule. Give me. Just hit me up, like, whatever your... Give me in on your Slack channel. That's all I want, man. Just let me in on yeah. the Slack channel. <laughs> swear we won't leak anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can trust me. Um, But now let's dive into this uh, main discussion. It's a bit of an interesting take, yeah. but I think it was one that, like, it's... John Galt has been... Uh, I mean, he was the former coach of the Washington Justice, then was let go when they decided to go full Korean. Um, So he has been kind of just doing lots of like inside scoops on like, here's what this was like. Here's what this is like. Here's how I think this should be. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, and he did a bit of a in-depth twit longer on the title is why you can't fix the tier two scene by just pumping in money. And this is kind of something that I have been trying to advocate people for when the people are talking about like blizzard, like you're letting tier two die. I'm like, well, yes, but also, it's a weird, it's like hard to have a good tier two for a game that's not like a top two or three esport right now. And one of the problems is, I mean, even I I hear people talk, that's why everyone goes to Valorant from CS is because the even CS, which is like literally a top two uh, in terms of uh, player and watch um, uh, numbers. 
top two esport and even their tier two scene is in the the crapper because it's just so hard to move up and um make prog- uh, progress forward from there um literally i think the only league with a good tier two scene from what i've heard and i don't even know this firsthand because i don't pay attention is league of legends um i think it's the challengers or something whatever it's called the yeah. academy system they have academy teams somewhat similar um, and they call up players and stuff like that. And like, I don't know anything about the League of Legends scene. Um, I played six games of League of Legends in my life. Realized it's not for me, and called it a day there. Um, I think I've watched half of a turn or like half of a game once. I'm like, interesting. Just okay, like me. <laughs> people are way too hype about a game that's just kind of like running back and forth. And like, I don't know, dude. Mobas are fun to play, but like, holy crap, are they boring to watch? In my opinion, but like, I. I, I think that, like, literally based off of secondhand information, the League of Legends is the only scene. And so, um, as follows, he says, our current tier, tier 2 system makes it hard to produce talents. In League, as I was mentioning, uh, the Tier 2 season is full of uh, is still full-salaried players, paid low but livable wages. However, in Overwatch, it's not doable. At the same time, the League scene is much more profitable. Even their Tier 2 tournaments pay pull 50,000 viewers plus. And each of the regions have their own where OWL could easily, they could all easily pull uh, 100k in total viewers on all channels. Uh, without a tier two scene that is salary, tier two players have to, uh, tier two players have to compete against OWL players that play more uh, and have better coaching, all without earning enough, which means they come from a specific populace of people that doesn't need to worry much about money. Uh, you can't work part time and scrim three blocks. Literally, isn't that many hours in a day. Uh, I think this was a huge issue that we saw on a lot of the South American teams that yep. were like, literally just like, okay, well, we can't, I can't do both. Sorry. Like you need to either be living at home, which works really well if you're like 16 to maybe 1920. But like once you hit 1920, 21, your parents you are like, of expected what? to grow up and yeah. yeah, you like get a job or like, if you can't make the overwatch thing, pay your bills it's really starting to be questionable like either switch games dude or like get streaming or like figure something else out because like being my age like i have a couple of friends who were like still living at home like bro come on like let's what 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 are you doing we're like 25 20 like let's get let's get out in the world you know um and so like it's a lot harder for players at that age to like do both um, a lot of players have swapped to collegiate um, because you're able to. I think the the scrim requirements are way lower because literally everyone is on the same schedule. It only matters of like what your majors and what units you're taking. But like for the most part, no one's doing you know six hours worth of scrims a day. You're doing like maybe two, yep. maybe four, um, because like everyone has class everyone has homework everyone has exams like finals week i assume like they're they're, the schedule works around those types of things um, which makes it a little bit easier um and then next thing uh, john says is that makes it sound like blizzard should just toss money in the esports scene but that doesn't work either the core fix has to be that the game is more popular more popular game has increased casual and competitive players it's also more likely a popular and fun game has an actively grown esports scene. 
and for esports to be popular, game has to be popular. One thing that supercharged uh, League of Legends esports is the player base on a game that's already a decade old. But Overwatch, on the other hand, is a younger game, has a smaller player base, probably. But I think that's, I, I, I think that's officially stated at this point to be correct. Yeah. Uh, a smaller player base equals smaller competitive player base equals slower production of top players, which is something that we've been seeing in terms of like two months ago, our list of players who we think deserve to be called up to an Overwatch League was like five players. Mm. Now that's one player because four of them got picked up. And now we're like, uh, all right, well, Balthel was pretty good, but he's 16. So who yep. else do we think should get called up? I don't know. It's just decaught at this point, yep. at least from NA. Um, and then it goes kind of goes to talk about 2016 was huge, so much happening. 2017, there's lots of stuff happening. 2018, 2019, 2020, especially, there's nothing happening, and so um, the game has just not been as fun to play. So you don't have as many players coming in and doing stuff like that as we've seen. Full teams leave to Valorant. We know that Second Wind is doing big things over there. I think they're like they took out. Uh, um, complexity which was pretty big too like sugar free and azire and all of them are like doing pretty good over there and then like i was just watching third impact in a uh apex legends tournament earlier mm. and like mm -hmm. the first matchup it came down to i believe uh team north and uh third impact like they were just doing phenomenal over there so we're seeing a bunch of teams that started off in overwatch turn into orgs and then leave overwatch and be successful mm -hmm. in their games. Um, a lot of these points are also some of the points that uh, Rusto brought up in his, uh, his video announcement of the team of triumph pulling out. Um, his big hopes are overwatch Two, getting a little bit more of a player base back in getting people interested in the game, which will, you know, like John Galt also said, kind of revitalize the competitive scene because there's more uh, people playing the game. Yeah, I, I'm really, as, as a game developer, I'm like really not vibing with what Blizzard's been doing with this. Like, we're in a completely. I think I forget where I posted this, but I was like in this big discussion about like. They've completely ignored the present in feeding into the future instead. And it really is like it needs to be huge or else it's maybe not worth the risk at that point. Like we saw the same thing happen with Overwatch League and like Overwatch League worked because you had hundreds of millions of dollars fed into it from team buy ins and stuff. And so you can't not have that work out for the first couple of years. But like the competitive scene was dead for like a year basically there was like yeah. nothing happening no one knew what was going on it's just kind of all stagnating and like now we've got an unknown amount of time until the new game comes out and we can definitively know that there are no more heroes coming out no new maps coming out nothing is changing besides some kind of cool uh uh all-star game skins and then that's it. That's it. And the only thing that I've seen about Overwatch 2, like, as of recent, is some random dev got retweeted 
saying oh with the sojourn tweet or whatever yeah saying that they loved a good uh voiceover session yeah and then posted a picture of sojourn and he said you know and here's a sojourn picture for no apparent reason we yeah, yeah. were recording sojourn like just give us something but and like, like from what i understand too vo is not the last stage of the process because you have to at least i don't know if they do it yeah they have to animate to the vo and so like literally if you get for a cutscene or for a cinematic vo is like one of the first things you do so see and i i they are dumb early in the process if that's what they're doing like if it's just like voice lines for a character it might be able to be a little bit farther down in the pipeline but like literally like if this is for a cinematic or something that's like requiring the game to be launched like we are months and months and months like eight plus months away from getting able to see a game because we have heard no date of release announcement at all or even speculated i we were me personally i was hoping for something at uh uh, Gamescom, but we only got World of Warcraft announcements um, and uh, Hearthstone announcements. I, I wanted something, anything, but this is this is something that's been a problem with Blizzard across many games. I come from playing World of Warcraft. We're in final patch stage of World of Warcraft for the expansions. Before this is how Shadowlands drops or whatever. Well, no, like what. What Blizzard does with every expansion, you get the final content patch of the expansion that will lead into uh, the next expansion. Mm. And it's it's your raid content. So you, that last raid always lasts a year. Every raid prior to that, leading up to that one, it's like four months, and then the next raid mm. is out, and then it's four months, and then the next raid is out. And then you get that last raid, and you're like... Okay, if we're on pace, you know, we should get the expansion in like six months tops. And then you're yeah. in that final raid for a year before any new content comes out. And that's where we're at in Overwatch right now, where we're just kind of... Because they literally put nothing else out. You play that that one patch for a year, and it sucks. <laughs> And I I was so fundamentally against the idea of an Overwatch 2 because like looking at it, you I don't think you need to do unless you like I guess maybe they needed to upgrade the engine and like they wanted to lean into doing because if you got to remember originally there was going to be zero story for Overwatch it was going to be all yeah. PvP but then yep. the community really wanted story. So and I do appreciate devs for doing that and like listening to the community and not being like, well, we know better. Like that I understand that, but I think at the other point, like they should have you made are two completely teams. abandoning the current game. And like I I mean, I think they do have two teams right now. I think that they probably have um like a like in like a war, right? When you have like most of the, you pull most of the troops out, but you have to have like a couple remaining just to like keep the stability yeah, of they the got region. The skeleton crew. Yeah, I assume that I believe that's what they're doing. Like they've got like I think the two guys who are doing workshop stuff are still like kind of doing what they were doing, like adding some new stuff every so often. You've got like a couple people working on skins, uh, and you've got like maybe two or three like designers who are like working on balancing stuff. But like you have no new. 
heroes to animate, no new maps to build or design no or art up. So you literally have like you could I would believe I would not be surprised if they had ten or fewer people working on current Overwatch stuff right now. Wouldn't and me. it's meaning that you're losing player base because looking at like League of Legends, they are always pumping out new uh champions and yep. stuff like that. Um Valorant, obviously, it's a much newer game, and so it's harder to compare the two, but, like, they are very clear, like, they've set themselves up, okay, we're gonna do heroes here, here, and here, or agents here, here, and here, maps here, and here. Yeah, they roadmapped basically two years for their community. Like, they know, the Valorant community knows exactly when and how everything is happening for, the next year and a half. It keeps them honest and it keeps them locked to that. So, like, they can't be like, okay, well, we're not really feeling like doing one this time. Like, let's wait a little bit. Like, that's what Overwatch is able to do. They're like, eh, we'll try to get like two or three a year, but we're not going to tell you how many we're like locking and committed to. Um, and so it allows for these things to kind of be like up in the air and like this kind of unknown, weird limbo period is not really good like i'm only playing overwatch now because i have other people playing it and the new balance patch is like decent but like if i was and even still like i play like once a week maybe for like three hours and like that that's not a sustainable enough uh, number for a developer to rely on and it's just gonna really put all the eggs into this basket. Literally, everyone's like, Overwatch 2 better be the greatest thing ever. I'm like, well, now it's not going to be because yeah. everyone needs, to, everyone's now thinking that. And like, they, oh, it's going to be the They've set the bar ever. too high for themselves. Oh, yeah. As fans, they're like, if this isn't the greatest, well, you know it's not going to be. So you're going to come in with high expectations and be let down instantly. Yeah. I, me personally, they need to make Overwatch 2 storyline. I will buy that. But the PvP yeah. needs to go free to play. <laughs> That's what a lot of people have been saying, and I'm kind of behind it because I think you need more players, and I think you get players then on the PvP side, and maybe have like a one free story thing per whatever, and you can have people come in that way. And then like if they want more stuff, they want to do the PvE stuff, you just pay that. Because I would not do that. Like I don't pay. I won't. I will not buy the story. I don't care. Uh, PvE stuff is like, eh. It was kind of fun when we did like the retribution stuff together is like a four stack or whatever yeah. but like i don't know it just was like eh. like if whatever. if the free-to-play got pvp and then the seasonal events for skins and then you put in a battle pass i know everybody freaks out about the idea of a battle pass but like it's a system that works yeah because if i want the content in there i spend ten dollars now i have to play the game to get that yep so and now you maintain active players, which is, is in the a game. huge. Yep. And that's that's the way you keep up your your login hours, your game time hours. You get rid of loot boxes because everybody in their mom and governments hate loot boxes now. Um, switch mm-hmm. over to a battle pass system, make the base PvP game free to play. And I enjoy PvE. I will buy the PvE and I will still play the PvP alongside of it. Yeah. You got to do something different because the current system isn't working and you're bleeding players constantly. Yep. League free, Valorant free, both. I think Valorant has a battle pass 
Uh, yep. Apex Legends also free battle pass. Yep. Um, lot of game uh, spellbreak free battle pass. A lot of games coming out are free with a battle pass, and like obviously they're not all the same game, but like charging forty dollars, thirty dollars for a game is kind of tough these days, and it's just an entirely different realm of operations of game development and. Overwatch is just kind of in this weird flux of like it doesn't know where it's at yet and we're all leaning for this Overwatch 2 thing and it's going to come out in who knows how long like we heard rumors of 2020 well that's out the door dude 2020 is almost gone and if it was going to be released soon they would have released it already unless they just like randomly pop up and say yo Overwatch 2 next week yeah no that's not happening no um but I guess kind of bringing it back, like now we have this weird influx where we have one Academy team left over and it's our favorite meme at this point, Uprising Academy. No other Overwatch League team wants to dedicate money into this because no team has been able to do it well, at least in NA. Obviously, uh, Korea and China is a bit of a different scene. T1 is still going. CC is still going. Yeah. Um, I think the, the, uh, uh, Gen G is still Academy. going, yeah. Guangzhou Academy. Um, th- those are all still going, but those also have are in markets that have inherently larger esports fan bases that yeah. will watch everything. And we are two people in NA who play NA and follow NA. So that's our world. And in our current world, no academy team is really worth the effort at this point. Nope. Um, at least in the the eyes of every org GM. Um, and so it's just like I don't know, man. Like the, I don't know if it needs to just be the game that's improved in order for the tier two scene to be revitalized again, but it needs to be something. Like something needs to be switched up. Like changing up the the format is kind of fun, and it keeps things different. And giving incentives for teams is great and all. But like, even with the ridiculous incentives as we have now, it's still like the only team that is able to full time live off of the money is like a top two team every single season. Like if you get top two every season, you may be able to be self sufficient to like live at home, pay rent full-time esports and it's tricky and it, because very you need money in order for the scene to do well but you need the scene to do well in order to get money yep so what do you do how do you fix the conundrum yeah and i'm that incredibly optimistic enough i don't know like it's 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 i'm not trying to be all doom and gloom i'm just saying like something needs to happen Hopefully it'll happen soon. This year is a complete wash. Nothing is happening. Nothing is good about this year at all in any sense of the world. Um, as long as it doesn't blow up, we'll give it till 2021 to see if things kind of start to turn around and start improving. And um, we know early in 2021, they're going to do the virtual BlizzCon. We don't know how early it could be January. It could be March. Like they just said early. But that's when we'll get all of the big announcements. That's when we'll know the release date. 
we'll get all the sweet cinematics and everything, but man, we're still three months out before the end of this year, and then we have to wait however long early is to get any sort of news. Like, we're looking at potentially six months before we hear anything for something that we were told about a year ago, like, in a month. Like, yeah, we're... We're we're hurting for some news, man. We really are. Yeah. But I think that's it for the show. There wasn't a whole lot going on this past week. So, Kyle, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter tweeting about game dev stuff at this point. Recently, I got a game that just released out. Check on my Twitter for that. You can download it on the Google Play Store. It's called Substitute Santa. It's a fun little uh, present delivery game. Uh, so it's like yeah, Box check VR already? Yeah, it's VR ready. If you got the little Google Cardboard or just want to play on your phone, whatever. Um, you guys have phones, right? I got to drop that one. Uh, but yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm hopefully going to have some cool stuff to, to announce soon. I've, a lot of stuff is happening in my life, and I'm hopefully getting some new stuff happening. So we'll see. Next couple of months, my life might be very different, but we'll see until it happens. But yeah, Kyle the winner on Twitter. Cool, cool. You can find me over on Twitter at Thorn Rain. Uh, if I do stream or if I do decide to play any games, which I might I might try to stream some Spellbreak. I don't know. Let's see how it runs. Uh, I do that right here on the Blackwatch Report Twitch channel. But if you are an audio listener, swing over to Twitch, hit that follow button. If you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, you have Twitch Prime. No, Twitch Gaming, Gaming Twitch. I don't know. It's a new name. It's weird. Uh, you can hit that subscribe button. We are affiliates. It'll help out the show. Help out the show completely free. Leave us a review on your podcast app of choice. Send us a screenshot. We'll read it on the show. You can find the show on Twitter at Blackwatch Report. No own that report. And email the show, blackwatchport at gmail.com. Any questions, comments, or concerns. And follow the show right here on Twitch, Blackwatch Report. Twitch.tv slash Blackwatch Report. We record live Tuesday, 6 p.m. Eastern. And our intro music is an original piece by our own Mr. Kyle Wynn. This has been a High Noon production. You can find all of our shows over at highnoonpodcast.com and come and chat with all of the hosts on the Discord that Kyle was talking about at discord.me slash highnoonpodcast. And with that, Blackwatch out.